You are now listening to the Conversationalist Podcast. Uh, hello, and thanks for listening to another episode of the Conversationalist Podcast. This is episode 28. Um, I'm Jesse, and I'm here with Amanda. Hi. And this is going to be an episode entirely on a movie review of The Suicide Squad. Um, so just to get right into it, there will be some spoilers, but we won't be going over the movie how we have in the past or basically like give a complete play-by-play. Um, we're just going to talk briefly about the movie and our opinions. Um, so as far as the storyline goes, and I'll just kind of like read what like the official storyline is, is, uh, feels good to be bad. Assemble a team of the world's most dangerous incarcerated supervillains. Provide them with the most powerful arsenal in the government's disposal and send them off on a mission to defeat enigmatic, insuperable entity. Uh, U.S. intelligence officer Amanda Walker has determined only a uh, secretly um, convened group of... I thought her last name was Wallace. It says Waller. <laughs> oh, you said Walker. Did I fucking... I didn't say Walker. Yeah, you did. No, no the fuck I did not. <laughs> yeah, you did. Okay, whatever. Has determined only a secretly conveyed group of disparate, despicable individuals with next to nothing to lose will do. However, once they realize they weren't picked to succeed but chosen for their patent culpability uh, when they inevitably fail, will the Suicide Squad resolve to die trying or decide it's every man for himself? And so... Um... This was written and directed uh, by David Iyer, and you know the main characters are obviously uh, Will Smith as Deadshot, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, um, Viola Davis who plays Amanda Waller, who's uh, like the the person that basically has this grand idea to bring all of the worst villains together to make this uh, suicide squad by leveraging um, you know they're basically their prison sentences and stuff because they're basically like in like a supermax prison in like Louisiana Um, let's see here we have uh, Jared Leto as the Joker and see as we continue down this list um, Jay Courtney is played or actually plays uh, Boomerang uh, Jay Hernandez plays uh, Diablo, and then I don't even know how to say this dude's last name, but Adewal, um plays uh, Killer Croc, and then you have Cara Delavingian. I know I just murdered her last name. It's like Delavine. Could be Delavine. You yeah, I'd say you're more on point on that one, but she plays June Moon slash Enchantress. Um, Joel Kinnaman is played by. Or plays Rick Flag, who's basically the, um, like the special ops guy who's in charge of basically handling the Suicide Squad and making sure that the suit, you know, that uh, the squad completes its tasks, and uh, is also the love interest of June Moon slash Enchantress. Um, so you know that ends up playing a kind of a crucial point in the movie of how everything goes down, um, and. Let's see here. There is uh, an appearance by 
the character Slipknot that's played by Adam Beach and um, Katana who's played by Karen Fukuhara. Now um, there are some cameos by Ben Affleck, obviously Batman, and there's also uh, a cameo um, from uh, Ezra Miller who plays The Flash. So, um, you know, basically, you know, the, the whole breakdown of the movie is that, you know, um, it, it kind of brings the same question that, you know, comes up in the Batman vs. Superman plot, and it's like, what if, you know, Superman had come down with, like, terrible intentions to, like, kill the president, and, you know, how would the human race be able to stop, you know, a being um, as powerful as Superman, you know, obviously the government has a contingency plan for, like, obviously foreign countries and those kind of things, but, like, what can they possibly do against somebody as powerful as Superman? And so, you know, the premise being is that, um, the, uh, agent, Amanda Waller, is basically saying, okay, well, look, and, you know, spoiler for Batman vs. Superman if you haven't seen it at this point, but it's been out for a while, so, you know, it's been said, is that at the end of the movie, um, you know, it's, it's apparent that Superman gets killed by Doomsday, and, um, you know, in the, in the movie, it's basically showing a, uh, like a funeral type sequence, you know, basically saying that, you know, Superman died, and, and so, you know, the thing is, is they're saying, okay, well, what if somebody as powerful as Superman comes along this next time that doesn't share our convictions or values, and actually wants to do us harm. So what she's trying to do is to bring, um, you know, some of the worst of the worst together, you know, that they basically have in the Supermax facility in, uh, you know, Louisiana to basically say, hey, look, you know, I know the, I know these guys are bad, but we can use them as like a special covert group, you know, to basically do what, you know, we want them to do, um, you know, in hopes that, you know, they might be able to combat something or somebody as powerful as Superman and, uh, you know, us be able to come out on top should that situation arise because, you know, among the group of Suicide Squad members, there are a few meta-humans. So, um, you know, that's basically what it is, is she's trying to bring this group together for that what-if scenario. And as it turns out, um, Enchantress, who is, uh, in the relationship with, uh, Flag, um, you know, she basically kind of pre-planned this whole situation where they end up forming a relationship so that she can basically control this dude, and in turn, he'll actually have, like, a vested interest in, you know, Enchantress, um, or June Moon. So, uh, you know, basically what happens in the movie is that they're not able to control um, Enchantress, because basically, like, she's, like, another person, like, you know, Enchantress is basically, um, being harbored in June Moon's body, and, like, basically doesn't have any control over what happens when she becomes Enchantress, and, um, although they think that they can actually use Enchantress in the Suicide Squad as, like, a very powerful member, um, of the group, she ends up, uh, setting a lot of shit in motion that basically causes, uh, you know, the Suicide Squad to come together, 
essentially because she releases um, her brother from a um, a similar statue uh, that uh, that she'd been released from, basically allowing her to take over June Moon's body. And so, uh, you know, by releasing her brother, um, her brother starts wreaking havoc on on the city. And, uh, you know, once they try to use her, not realizing that she'd basically released the brother, um, you know, we, we find out that, um, you know, and, and they, they find out that uh, she wasn't going to help them kill this this being which they don't realize um that they're related they they try to kill her but the brother ends up keeping her alive and so you know they basically have zero control over her and these are you know enchantress and uh um her brother character are basically old beings that you know before you know, like, going thousands of years back, like, they were worshipped by people and, you know, as gods or whatever, and so now they want to basically kill the entire human race and just basically take over the world, and so that's where the Suicide Squad comes in, um, you know, to basically come in and, and save the day, and, you know, obviously they're not told everything, like, right ahead of time, and they slowly find out all of, um, you know all of the uh information as far as flag and his relationship with enchantress and you know how uh you know basically the agent amanda waller is you know using them to help rescue her because she's in the middle of the city when all this shit goes down um you know and you know basically waller ends up getting taken hot you know basically taken hostage and or or you know her Minds being harvested for, you know, intelligence in order to help destroy the planet. And, you know, obviously the Suicide Squad comes in to, you know, basically defeat Enchantress, defeat the, you know, defeat the uh, brother demon. And, and uh, you know, I mean, that's basically, you know, the entire plotline of the movie. Um, you know, the, the movie itself I thought was... Uh, pretty cool, obviously visually pleasing. There's a shit ton of action. There is a lot of violence. Um, you know, it's not really gory. I mean, because it's not a rated R movie. It's a PG-13 movie. But, uh, you know, there is a significant amount of, like, action that takes place in it. And, um, you know, I think one of the things is, is, you know, you're, you're looking at uh, this Agent Waller, who's basically their handler of sorts, or, or manager of the Suicide Squad. And... You know, as it goes on, you're kind of like, really? Like, this is just, like, just some regular-ass person. But you, you soon realize, like, she's, like, a very capable, very capable person, even though she is, you know, just a person because she's so ruthless. Just the, the stuff that she does in order to, you know, get stuff done that she wants. And... She's kind um, of a bad guy. Yeah, and, and, and very much so. Like, as you go on, go on in the movie, you know, she's basically killing fellow agents to, like, cover shit up. And, uh, you know, when you're seeing the plight of the, the so-called villains that are the Suicide Squad, you see like a, like a very real, um, like kind of good side to the, to the Suicide Squad. And, you know, it's almost, uh, like a, like a quote in the killing joke where like, 
you know, most people are just like one bad day away, you know, from becoming these people. And, and you know, so you kind of see like a, a more human side to the Suicide Squad and you see the kind of shit that the handler of the Suicide Squad is doing with, you know, Waller, you know, killing these people and basically threatening to kill them on a whim and, you know, to basically like, you know, leave them under the bus out to dry if they, if they screw up. You know, you start to see like, okay, there's kind of a blurred line on who really is the bad guy. You know, are the bad guys really the villains that are the Suicide Squad? Or is it agents like Waller? You know, you, there's some crazy stuff that uh, that takes place during this movie. Um, you know, obviously in the, like, the advertisements, you saw a lot of... Uh, um, you saw a lot of Deadshot. You saw, you saw a lot of Jared Leto. You saw a lot of Harley Quinn. You really didn't see much else as far as like advertisements went for the Suicide Squad. I mean, you might have caught glimpses of the other characters, but more or less, you know, it was all about Joker, and, you know, or the reinvention of Joker just because everybody immediately when they think Joker, they start thinking back to the like the Christopher Nolan, you know, Batman movies with like Heath Ledger playing Joker. And so, obviously it's a huge undertaking for Jared Leto to have to basically like reinvent this Joker for for this franchise and um you know so there was a lot of interest in how he would do um obviously harley quinn there was a lot of bitching about like how harley quinn looks and you know how margot robbie played the character but everybody i think thought that margot robbie looked like a fantastic you know harley quinn and so obviously people really wanted to see her play that character and then of course you have will smith playing deadshot so immediately even if Deadshot wasn't like a super central character, you know, in the Suicide Squad, obviously like he was a capable character like in Suicide Squad, but because it's played by Will Smith immediately, you know, he's, you know, super important. Um, Big ego. You know, yeah. And so um, you do notice that a lot in the movie, uh, you know, as we watch the movie, because the thing is, is, um, you know, obviously like with, you know the movies come out typically on a Friday, but you know in in a lot of places like in our town they'll even do like a early early release, so they'll do it like on Thursday, and then they'll usually do the show times at like six seven o'clock, and so for movies like this we always want to get in there first, and so um, we actually saw the movie in IMAX 3D on Thursday at about six o'clock. Um, unfortunately, due to some fucked up traffic and just poor timing on our part. We missed, like, the first, like, two minutes of the movie, which fucking drove us insane. Um, you know, but we did we did enjoy the movie in IMAX 3D, and if you can see it, that's the way to see it. Um, but we actually saw it again today, just so that we can see the first two minutes of the movie, and because the movie was good. Um, took our kids to see it because, you know, the, the movie wasn't uh, quite as bad as we thought it would be, and the, our kids actually really enjoyed it. Um, you know, my son was really into Deadshot. He likes Call of Duty thought it was cool and uh you know our daughter was freaking in love with harley quinn all of a sudden she wants to dress up as harley quinn for halloween <laughs> she's six so um you know so we saw the movie twice and uh you know i mean i could say that you know as a whole we enjoyed it um i would say that I would disagree with a lot of critic reviews because a lot of the critic reviews were really critical of the movie in terms of like it being choppy 
or that it didn't really make sense and they were kind of all over the place you know with some of the characters I'll agree that like the character development like wasn't as deep as like you would hope to expect obviously there's a large ensemble cast and you're introducing a shit ton of characters in a relative relatively short amount of time so I mean you can you can kind of get a sense that it seems rushed you know because they're trying to catch everybody up on who these characters are for people that don't know who they are yeah but if they didn't make it the Will Smith show they could have focused a little more on some of the other characters and, and, and so that's a, that was another point that I think I was getting to and then kind of got off topic but um, you know it, I mean it, it does feel a little rushed and and so it, they do their best at um, I think introducing the characters because toward the beginning of the movie there's like a dinner scene where they're kind of talking about the characters they want to you know obviously put in the Suicide Squad and so you know as they're having this conversation there's cutscenes where as they're talking about these people you're catching glimpses of you know members of the Suicide Squad and um, you know you learn about all these different individuals and then later on like as the, as the Suicide Squad's being formed you also you know hear about Diablo and you hear about killer croc and you hear about um they were all introduced at the dinner the only one that wasn't was slipknot right and but i'm saying like you, you you're you're seeing the cutscenes of all these characters and then later on you know you're getting you're getting additional stories from you know these these other characters and like how they were caught like you know in the movie it's basically showing how um you know batman receives a tip and basically takes dead shot into custody and how Diablo was brought into custody because he basically gave himself up after you know accidentally harming his family and you know uh Captain Boomerang basically gets busted by the Flash while he's trying to do a jewelry heist you know and and so you actually see cameos of you know Ben Affleck playing Batman and you get to see cameos of uh you know the Flash and so, uh, I mean, they're really brief, you know, so, I mean, don't expect much, but, uh, you know, you... And Batman was a little more in there than people thought, though, because he had a good scene with the Joker and Harley Quinn, too. Right, yeah, and and so you, you do see Batman a second time and how, you know, they basically took Harley Quinn into custody when, you know, they're basically, like, you know, running from Batman and they crash and, you know, Joker gets away and um you know he captures harley quinn which you know gets into a whole nother segment is like amanda's talking about how it was the will smith show it's super evident that because will smith plays deadshot that it, you you can't help but wonder whether or not because will smith was deadshot that they kind of focused more on deadshot because it was played by will smith because they really played up Harley Quinn. They really played up Joker. And Joker had some good scenes in the movie. He wasn't even in it that much, though. I mean, but, yeah. I mean, he had good scenes, but, you know, he wasn't in the Suicide Squad. You know, they made it seem as though he was part of the Suicide Squad, but he wasn't. You know, because, like I was mentioning before... He didn't get caught. Yeah. You know, Joker and Harley Quinn get in a crash. You know, their vehicle ends up submerged in water, but Joker gets away. And so Batman ends up taking Harley Quinn into custody. And so Harley Quinn is a member of the Suicide Squad with Killer Croc and Diablo and, you know, Slipknot and Captain Boomerang and, 
you know, all these other characters, but Joker isn't in it. Joke, Joker the whole time is basically trying to find Harley Quinn to try to bust her out of custody. And so there's a couple of scenes that are cool. You know, he's, he's trying to get her back, um, you know, but obviously, you know, Joker was too slick and just never got busted. But because of that, you kind of got hyped up on like, oh, yeah, you know, I really want to see how Joker's going to be in this movie. And but like when you see you see, you know what he's capable of. You know obviously he's trying to break her out, but at the same time like you don't get to see him in the in the ensemble. You know like working with the other, um, with the other members like doing anything. So um, you're not going to see a hell of a lot of uh, a hell of a lot of Joker. Um, you're going to see a fuck ton of Deadshot. I mean he probably had the most lines out of all the other Suicide Squad members, probably the most screen time, and probably the most overall character development, you know, in the in the whole movie. And I think what's disappointing is that I will say I thought that Will Smith was gonna be more garbage at, on, at like on the role than he was. I mean I don't I wouldn't say you know it was a complete fucking failure, but at the same time, um, you know, Will Smith playing Deadshot, I kinda felt that he was the odd man out in the ensemble. They could have went with somebody a little less known that probably had, you know, as much talent and probably would have fit better in the the whole ensemble that was Suicide Squad. Because to me, it just felt like he threw the balance off in the group. Um, you know, it's almost kind of like when we've referred, you know, we've talked about the Avengers ensemble and we talk about the recast that was Incredible Hulk. You know, going from, uh, you know, obviously they they went from they went to Mark Ruffalo from uh, um, Edward Norton. You know, I mean, if you would imagine Avengers with Edward Norton instead of Mark Ruffalo, you'd be like, eh. You know, he does seem kind of like a sore thumb among the, you know, group of Avengers characters. I mean, not to knock his talent, but just. He does set the balance off, I think, a little bit, which it was probably a smart recast. And so, like, I would say the same, the same kind of situation applies here with the Suicide Squad because I'm not saying that Jared Leto or Margot Robbie or any of these other characters aren't big. When you put Will Smith in there, it kind of just throws everything off. He's old. Yeah, and then it becomes really apparent that it seemed like they really focused a lot on Deadshot, and it makes you wonder if it wasn't just because it was Will Smith and because he didn't want to have an equal role to his other co-stars and just wanted it to be more about... He wanted more lines because he's... Got a damn ego. Right. And so it just seemed that obvious. Like, it really does. And, um, you know, that was kind of annoying, I thought, because I think that a lot of the other characters could have been focused on. There were a lot of interesting characters in that cast, and it seemed like a lot of interesting characters kind of just took an overall backseat to more character development of Deadshot. Um, you know, and then the the character that, uh, you know, Deadshot as a character, to me, it seemed like a lot of the, a lot of the other uh, cast members played by, the, you know, in the Suicide Squad, I think did a better overall job. It just seemed like they tried harder. To actually make themselves the character that they were playing. You know, Captain Boomerang. Um, you know, Katana. You have um, 
Joker, you know, you have Harley Quinn, you have Killer Croc, you have Diablo, you have all these characters that just, uh, they just seem to really be, like, I don't know, just very involved in their role. Like, you're like, okay, I'm looking at the Joker right now, you know, I'm looking at Harley Quinn right now, I'm looking at Captain Boomerang right now. But when you're watching Will Smith play Deadshot, aside from the scenes where he actually places the mask on his head briefly, because a lot of the movie, he doesn't even have the whole fucking suit on. He's walking around without his, you know, traditional Deadshot um, mask for a good portion of it, just so that you can be reminded that, you know, Deadshot's Will Smith. And, um, you know, like his character, his mannerisms, his jokes... His quips, all the shit that he does in the movie is reminiscent of like every other Will Smith character you've ever seen him play in any other movie. I mean, it's kind of like... change his outfit and you've seen it. it it's just kind of like, you know, when people make fun of Keanu Reeves because people are like, oh, Keanu Reeves just plays the same character. Uh, you know, I'd argue that maybe he doesn't in every role, but in general, you know, people talk shit about Keanu Reeves just not having range. And, like, you know, him... If you've seen him in one movie, you've seen him in all movies. I'm a personal... I'm a fucking huge fan of Keanu Reeves, so... Like, I'm not talking trash about him. I'm just saying that that's what people say. Now, and I would say that, you know, the kind of information that, you know, people bring up when they're talking about that kind of situation with Keanu Reeves, that would be the example that I would use for Will Smith. I mean, we've seen enough Will Smith movies... He's the same in every fucking one of them. I mean, with the exception of a few. Obviously, Muhammad Ali, he acted a little bit different because he's fucking trying to play somebody specifically. You know, and then he had that movie Concussion where he was playing like a... Like a... a, I forget, like the doctor. I don't know. He had an accent or whatever. And so, you know, he changed his methodology a little bit. And then, you know, he's, he's done a little bit different stuff in other roles. But, like, this character as Deadshot, like, you've seen the character before. He didn't... It just seemed like he didn't really try to make it Deadshot. Like, you felt like you were watching... It's kind of like a cross between Men in Black and Independence Day. Just, like, rolled up together. Yeah. His lines and attitude. Just yeah. in a different costume. So, I mean, really, I would just... It could have been better if they just recast it with somebody else and then kind of, like, split some of his screen time up with maybe some of the other characters. With so anybody else. Yeah, you know, just... I mean, like, okay, Diablo, fantastic character. Um, you know, they did focus on his storyline a little bit. Um, I fucking love that character. Diablo was freaking cool, and I thought they could have done more with him. But, uh, you know, again, he kind of took a back seat until almost the very end. You know, he's in the he's in the scenes a good majority of the time, but, you know, they have him as kind of a reluctant, you know, not wanting to get involved, you know, kind of villain because he's trying to, you know, do better and stuff, and so you don't really see him shine until, like, the, you know, the, like, the last 20 minutes of the movie, and, you know, then it looks as though he might have died, but you didn't actually see him die, so there's a good chance, you know, you might end up seeing him later on, but, uh, you know, it's like, the movie was really quick to, like, fucking kill people off, like, uh... The ones the, that weren't advertised. Right, you know, people that, like, weren't, like, heavily advertised in the movie... Okay, like Slipknot. Slipknot's never even fucking mentioned. But uh, Slipknot was played by... Um, let me see. I When we were watching the movie, I was like, holy shit, that's fucking... Uh, I was like, that's Kickin' Wing 
from uh, um, from Joe Dirt. He was the one that was selling the fucking fireworks at the fireworks stand. And so it, that's actually Adam Beach. And I was like, oh, cool. I was like, he's going to be in this movie? I was like, I didn't even know he was in this. So again, he plays Slipknot. They fucking killed him in like the first ten minutes of the movie. Like, it was insane. Like, he was dead, like... Well, his first ten minutes of the movie. Well, right. Like, as soon as he got introduced, fucking dude was done. And I'm like, seriously? I'm like, they killed his ass fast. So, you know, and then obviously... And, you know, he's... He's of American Indian descent. He gets blown up. So then, like, at the end of the movie, like, right when you're, you know, right when uh, um, Diablo basically steps in, you know, and does some of his magic to help defeat this boss, you know, then it's pretty evident that it looks like he dies. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, the American Indian guy dies? And then the Mexican dude dies at the end? I was like, come on. I was like, I actually thought that... uh, DC doesn't care about your diversity issues. Yeah, I was just like, fuck. That's Marvel's complex. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, so... I don't know. I mean, I would say my overall gripe is pretty much just with Will Smith. And I would say it's just mainly because, like I said, I felt he just threw the balance off. Um, you know, you have you have him throwing the balance off, getting way too much time compared to all the other characters. And, you know... Then you just have the the whole thing with, um, you know, Jared Leto just not really, you know, Jared Leto's Joker just not really being in the movie as much as he thought he'd be. Um, you know, and again, to address some of the choppiness issues that the critics basically complained about, it wasn't so much that it was choppy, as it was just that, like, whenever stuff was happening in the movie, there might be, like, a dream sequence where somebody's thinking back to their past like as something's occurring you know but it's not as though it's like oh we're here and now we're here you know i mean there's a purpose to it you know somebody's staring off in the distance and then you know they're thinking about something you know it it wasn't as though like you know somebody just didn't think about you know just kind of like through a through a small segment in there i mean it's not like that at all i mean they almost made it seem like the movie was confused you know, like the reviews made it seem like they just kind of chopped the shit together and just threw it out. Well, I could see why they would think that. And it's only in regards to some of the flashbacks. Like with Harley, her her backstory, I guess. Like when Joker wants the machine gun, you know, they have it that she's strapped to the table and he's hurting her. You know, and she gets all crazy because, you know, he's doing those things to her. But then in her flashback, you know, they're both jumping into the vat together and it's all crazy. Oh, yeah. And then, like, Enchantress and the bomb, you know, they're telling it one way where he's telling her she just has to, you know, do whatever it takes to get it done. And, you know, he's encouraging her to turn into Enchantress. And it looks like, you know, basically he's Flag is telling her, you know, to do it. You know, do whatever it takes, you know, kind of to end everything. But then when Waller's telling the story or however it comes about or when he's telling the when Flag's telling the story to the the Suicide Squad, it's kind of a different. She ran off with the, you know, she ran off with the bomb like he she ran away from him. It wasn't him encouraging her to go. It's just she ran so it looked, the story there looked a little different. Like, did he, you know, encourage her to change and go? Or did she really just, you know, bolt off and go on her own? Like, 
Which one was it? Um, I don't know. I mean, I really didn't see that. You know, it was just kind of because, you know, like at the beginning, like he basically says that like she bolted and then you're just kind of like, okay, so how the fuck did she bolt? You know, so then later on in the storyline, you know, when he's basically explaining how she bolted, you know, he basically says that, okay, you know, we were down here in this tunnel, you know, I had the, this bomb set for two seconds. She was supposed to transport the bomb up to this location where this dude was, drop it, and then basically, you know, flash back over to me and, like, it was a done deal. Um, you know, so he basically explains to her how to set the bomb, basically press the button and it'll blow up. But when he basically tells her before she changes into Enchantress, she was like, I don't know if I can do this. And he's like, no, you fucking have to, you know, so... Oh, he's like, just get it done. And so she changes into Enchantress, but again, she doesn't really have a lot of control when she's Enchantress. So she becomes Enchantress. He fucking tries to get her to drop the bomb, shows her how to use it, but instead, you know, she pushes the button to try to blow him up and then transports out. But he fucking pushes the button to disarm it because it only had two seconds, so he pushed it real fast and disarmed it with the one second left. And then, you know, um, radios back to Waller that she bolted and then that's when Waller basically tries to destroy her heart to kill Enchantress but she's able to survive because of her brother's power and you know obviously the reason Enchantress did that was because she's not gonna fucking Enchantress isn't well, gonna help destroy the way her brother's they character they edited and a couple times I can see why people say it's choppy cause it just I don't know I mean I guess it's just I mean a perspective thing cause I mean Amanda and I both saw the movie you know, twice, and so, like, to me, I didn't see the choppiness in it, and to me, it made sense. Obviously, Amanda saw the same movie I saw, you know, but she's, you know, she's saying that, you know, she could see where some people would argue that, so, I mean, I guess it just depends on who's watching it, really, because I said I I didn't really see that, but, you know, she disagrees, and so, you know, I, I mean, I guess that does make sense that, you know, some people would say it is, it is kind of fuckered up and then other people would say it's not um you know do i think you should go see the movie anyways absolutely you know because the movie was the movie was good um you know for the most part and you know we're nitpicking a lot of what was like we felt could have made the movie better but i think in general the movie was good it's kind of like where people and i don't want to compare it directly for those that hated batman versus superman but there was a lot of bad vibes and bad reviews about how terrible Batman vs. Superman was. And, like, I would disagree that Batman vs. Superman was not complete garbage. Was it the best it could have been? No, I don't think it was. It could have been better. You know, but obviously, I mean, trying to develop trying to develop a lot of what they did in that one movie, they probably could have done a better job, but it probably would have had to have been break it, broken up into two movies. I mean, how many people get annoyed by having to wait fucking, like, for a second installment to, like, get the, you know, get the uh, the final part of, you know, or the conclusion of a movie? People hate that because people automatically assume that a fucking movie studio is just trying to milk you for your money. And in most cases, they are, you know, but, you know, obviously a movie studio can't, you know, can't be so successful if they're creating a two-hour and 40-minute movie. You know, because first off, how many people really have that much time to sit down and watch a movie that fucking long? And second, when they create a movie that long, they're not making as much money because they're not able to fit as many movie times into a movie theater. So they're just just naturally just not going to make as much money. 
So it's 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 both a money issue as much as it is like a convenience issue for people. You know, some people just don't have that kind of time. And so, you know, I think they did the best they could with what they had. And, you know, obviously they could have done better. And so I would say it's kind of the same with Suicide Squad. I would say it was probably better than Batman vs. Superman in some ways. Um, you know, but, you know, just, just a few of those, you know, nitpicking things we're talking about with just, you know, not a significant amount of, you know, uh, Joker. You know, I'd say like probably... 10 or 15 total minutes of movie time over the entirety of the movie, which, you know, it's pretty disappointing. Um, you know, uh, Margot Robbie does have a pretty big role in it, and I think she does, you know, she does it very good and, you know, shines a lot of her parts. Um, I don't really think they over-sexualize as much as they said, um, you know, she, she had been. I mean, obviously there are some parts that, like, look as though they're meant to be sexy and kind of play on her sex appeal, especially even with some of the lines. I don't feel like they really beat you over the head with it. Um, I, I don't, like I said, I don't feel like they really beat you over the head with it. It's just that, uh, you know, it's obvious. Like, they're trying to, you know, play that part. Um, I, I would say, like, one of the biggest disappointments by far, um, you know, not so much that, um, you know, obviously Will Smith is dead shot and then he had way more time than he should have had. Or that Jared, you know, the Jared Leto's Joker wasn't so much in the movie um, as we hoped he would be. It's that, uh, you know, you didn't get to see a lot more character development that you'd hope to see from the other characters. Um, you know, I would have liked to, I would have liked to have seen a lot more from the other characters. One character that, you know, has a couple of good minor scenes and you know is predominantly in the movie, but you know doesn't make like a significant impact in it for the most part. I thought was Katana. I thought that she could have been more involved in what was going on in the movie. I, I really like that character and I would have liked to have seen her do more. Um, but, I mean, I guess technically, I mean, she was present, you know, in, you know, in the film and assisting in, like, the success of, you know, the Suicide Squad's mission, but, you know, she wasn't like part of the captives you know suicide squad you know she was with flag as like an assistant bodyguard or whatever um you know i mean was there a character that you would have liked to have seen develop more i mean i, I guess another one kind of would have been Di diablo but i felt like they explained his character more than like say like killer croc or you know captain boomerang obviously I think Captain Boomerang would have been interesting because he has a bit of a Deadpool vibe. The whole pink unicorn. Right, yeah. Just like, he's kicking ass and he's fucking slicing people up and throwing fucking boomerangs around and he's getting like, you know, you're, you're like, okay, this dude's just a fucking guy that throws boomerangs. But then part of you is like, okay, he has to be a made human because he's getting fucking clocked like super hard and, you know, he's getting back up and you know, taking the fight to everybody, but at the same time, like, he's got this, like, weird vibe to him, like she said, like, Deadpool, because he's carrying around this fucking pink unicorn, you know, underneath his coat, you know, that he drops, and he's all, oh, pinky, you know, and he puts it back in his jacket, you're just like, what the fuck, like, this dude's, like, disturbed, um, you know, but it was funny, and, uh, you know, um, I think just, uh, I mean, out of ten, like, what would you rate the movie? 
eight. Um, yeah, I would say, yeah, I would say it's, I mean, for me, probably about a seven, but I mean, for me, you know, seven is, uh, obviously good enough to see the movie. I mean, we saw it twice. I mean, if I thought, if I thought the movie wasn't that great, like we wouldn't have even gone and seen it a second time. Um, but the, uh, the movie overall was pretty good. Obviously there could have been some improvements, you know, obviously, uh, it's not that I even really have anything against Will Smith. I just think that, uh, you know, he didn't, you know, he didn't try as hard as he could have. He didn't try as hard as his co-stars in trying to make himself Deadpool. It seemed like he just kind of stepped into the role as Will Dead Smith. Shot. Or, it's Deadshot. Yeah, it's, it's a Deadpool, huh? You know, uh, you know, that he didn't really try to step into the role and become Deadshot. You know, he just basically stepped into the role as Will Smith. He phoned it in and he's old. Yeah, I mean, everybody else, you know, they they transform to become these characters. And, like, what's the fucking one thing that Will Smith did? He grew some hair out on his chin. Like, that's it. He probably it. didn't even grow it out. It's probably just glued on beard. Yeah, it, it's just... It was disappointing. Um, I mean, he could have tried harder, at least. But, uh, you know, overall, the movie was good. The storyline was good. I mean, it is kind of like a kind of cliche sort of story that, you know, you've seen done a lot. You know, obviously, there's a super, there's a super evil evil that needs to be destroyed. And obviously, you know, if they don't stop it, the whole world's going to destroy it. You know, the whole world's going to fucking cease to exist, you know. So, you know, like so many movies, you know, that's basically the plot line of it. Um... You know, I mean, I think it'll end up being a, a, a really successful movie despite all of the um, bad critical reviews. Because on Rotten Tomatoes, I want to say it's got, like, probably less than 20% or some shit. But I want to say, like, user reviews, you know, had it in, like, the 80s. And when I was looking on IMDb, you know, people had it at, like, you know, out of five stars. It was, at like, something like four and a half or whatever like it was pretty high like i think most people reviewed it thought it was pretty decent and um you know in terms of like will it make its money back like budget wise you know i hope that it would because obviously we want to see i mean i think regardless i mean we're going to see all these other planned movies in the dc universe but i think that if this movie doesn't do well and obviously with some of the upcoming movies you know i mean I don't know how, I don't know how uh, intent DC is going to be on trying to tie in a whole universe. You know, if some of these movies aren't very successful. They seem to be pushing it pretty hard so far. You know, but I mean, if they keep not doing well, you know, who knows? I think they're going to try. I I really think they want to, you know, come up against Marvel. So I don't think they're going to quit, even if these movies do fail. Because I mean, technically. Batman versus Superman failed. People didn't like it, and they're still going forward. So, All right, yeah, we'll see. You know, as far as it looks right now, you know, for August box office, um, you know, the the person holding it, the uh, person holding it down right now, or the movie that's holding it down right now, as far as records go, is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And as it stands right now, with the the money that uh, has been made by Suicide Squad at this point, it's pretty clear that Suicide Squad's going to end up taking, you know, highest box office for August. So, um, you know, there's a positive sign on that end. 
on a negative end, you know, as far as terms of like them making their money back, as far as budget goes, you know, the number two market for um, movies these days is China. China's like the number two box office market where Hollywood wants to tap into to make a shitload of money. Because, I mean, that's pretty much what saved World of Warcraft. You know, without the box office that World of Warcraft made in China, I mean, we probably would not be seeing a follow-up World of Warcraft movie. Um, I mean, it hasn't... There's nothing really out that says that's going to happen, but I think China saved it. And so, um, you know, Suicide Squad's obviously doing well, um, is doing good stateside despite the negative reviews, but at the same time, they're, they've, they don't have a, a deadline for release in China. So, I mean, if they don't do well in their other markets, um, you know, it's not going to be a good thing for DC because they're not going to have that safety net that's China. Um, you know, pretty much it comes down to like their regulators and like what they restrict, you know, their people to watch. And apparently they have issues with like magic and like things that have to do with like negatively with life. So they were going to have to rename the movie. It wasn't going to be allowed to be called Suicide Squad because of the, because of the name. And so it was going to be like Task Force X or something like that. Which is what they're called in the movie. Well, right. You know, it's kind of. <clears throat> something similar happened with like Captain America because they considered it propaganda and it so kind of is. they had to rename it First Avenger so um, you know there's a bunch of little issues like that so uh, yeah I mean I, I'd go see it uh, if you can go see it in IMAX 3D I think it's like significantly better it's very we, pretty yeah I mean we went and saw it in uh, standard def today and it was still good but in IMAX 3D the a lot of the colors are very vibrant, and there's a shitload of stuff going on in the Looks movie. Looks like a big acid trip. <laughs> yeah, it it gets fucking really cool. Um, honestly, I think I think most of the cast did a fantastic job, like making the characters their own. And um, I really liked what Jared Leto did with the Joker, and kind of like modernizing like what the Joker looks like, and and uh, you know his own interpretation of it. It was a huge task, like, trying to basically reinvent the Joker, you know, when you're being compared to, like, what Heath Ledger had done, because, like, Heath Ledger did such a good Joker, um, you know, but I think Jared Leto did really well in his own right, and obviously everybody already knew that Harley Quinn was going to be, um, you know, pretty good just from what they saw, and, uh, she definitely lived up to the hype, and I think most of the other characters generally did... Um, you know, pretty well too in terms of like rounding out the Suicide Squad as a whole. Um, I mean, I guess even even all of the negative bullshit that we mentioned about Deadshot aside, um, he did give a he did give a pretty decent performance. It was just annoying that he got as much time as he did, and it kind of took away from the other characters. But as you know, performance wise, he did decent as Deadshot. You know, we would just like to have seen him try a little harder to become. Deadshot as opposed to Will Smith playing Will Smith in the Deadshot character. So, um, yeah, definitely go see it. I give it a 7. She gives it an 8 out of 10. Um, you know, that's, uh, you know, pretty much it for the review. And wrapping if you it watch up. Stranger Things, you'll get to see the chief. He's in it. Say what? Yeah, he was the dude at the dinner drinking... Oh, shit, he was, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh, that's true. I mean, that was a pretty minor role, though. No, he was at the table, too, making yeah. all the decisions. Yeah, yeah. 
He's there. What a big shot. He's in that freaking awesome Stranger Things show. And he's got his uh he's got his mug in the Suicide Squad. What's funny is, you know, real quick tidbit, I mean, this is kind of like unrelated to the review though, is that uh you mentioned somebody else that was in the Suicide Squad that was also in another movie that we saw recently. Yeah, um, it Diablo. was Diablo, right? He plays the hot widower in Bad Moms. That's right, because we went and saw Bad Moms about a couple days ago. And so, you like know. Like a week she, ago, at least. Yeah, and, you know, she noticed that the guy that plays Diablo is the, you know, the the cutesy Hispanic dude that ends up uh, getting with, um, what the hell is her character? I mean, just the just the actress. What's her name? Mila Kunis. Yeah, with Mila Kunis' character in Bad Moms, so. I was like, oh, good for him. He's freaking in a big movie like Bad Moms, and then he's also simultaneously in the Suicide Squad. Good for him. So, I was actually, um, I was surprised that, you know, the guy that, uh, the guy that plays Slipknot, I'm like, oh, it's that guy kicking wing from freaking, you know, Joe Dirt. I'm like, oh, you know, he's going to have a pretty decent role, you know, to play, and he's going to end up being in this DC universe. That's what I'm thinking. Like, oh, yeah, that's so awesome. And then, uh, I'm like, cause, you know, I mean, I'm not really one for like, you know, I mean, obviously hire the best person for the job, you know, the best actor or just like the best person that's going to like fill the role of whatever you're expecting the person to play. But at the same time, like you don't really see like many American Indian actors. And so I was just kind of like, oh, well, that's good. Like, you know, this dude's American Indian, you know, he's got this little role going awesome, you know, and I'm thinking this in my head, like as I'm, as I see him introduced in the Suicide Squad, and then, like, within 10 minutes of him getting introduced, he's fucking dead. And I'm like, womp womp. <laughs> I was like, that was short-lived. <laughs> so. I'm pretty sure he's done other acting, though. I know he's done other acting. I'm just saying, like, you know, I mean, that's a, that's a, that, that was a, that's a pretty significant role, you know? And I was just like, oh, yeah, you know, that's a, that's a big one. And, uh, that big one didn't stay around very long. So. Shouldn't have listened to Captain Boomerang. I know, huh? Captain Boomerang such a bad fucking example. He's like, you going to make a run for it with me? And, of course, Captain Boomerang gets busted, like, right the fuck away by Katana, who's about to take his fucking head off. She was so cool. She can take her soul with my sword anytime. You're dumb. <laughs> Just get the, I, it, what I said didn't even make sense. She can take my soul... She can take my soul with my sword anytime. I don't even have a fucking sword. Her sword takes souls. So she could take my soul with so her sword anytime. Dumb, that would make sense then, right? No, it still yes, makes sense, but make my sense. shit doesn't make sense. Anyways. Um, blur, 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 blur. Big long review. Go see it. It's awesome. This is a wrap up episode uh, 28 uh, Suicide Squad review. I'm Jesse. This is Amanda. Yay. It's late. I gotta finish my my vodka tonic. Good night and goodbye. Enjoy the movie. Bye. Bye.